So we began the retreat, uh, I think I might have mentioned fields, field. Uh, perhaps one can get the sense of the group situation, the atmosphere, the collective, where we feel safe enough to relinquish some of me and mine and just flow along. Uh, very necessary to have a field one can trust. So we can begin to you know, widen because if we're following our own track all the time, there's a lot of stuff we just don't don't deal with. We're on Main Main Street, you don't deal what's in the, the hedgerows <laughs> and the fields around you. So just begin to sort of loosen and and open that volition to a wider sense. You know, sort of be encouraging through wider attention and coming off the the mind track into the body, wider field than the mind track. Uh, coming out of do it volition into receptivity, wider sense of that, and uh, we're just kind of calibrating that. So what we can manage, what we can allow, what our attention can stay steady with. And naturally, we've been trying to cultivate ways and means to meet, handle that which arises in the field, internally, externally, where they meet. And I've made a big, um, as I generally always do now, uh, emphasis on embodiment and body practices. Uh, because I would say that um, this gives us location. Mm, whatever else it does, it gives us a sense of a, I'm here. Yeah. And that has to be uh, uh, fulfilled. <laughs> Because a lot of our our time, our presence is going out into lots of theirs and alternatives and the future and so forth, and into abstractions, so just coming into here. Location, but also very, very necessary, I feel. Everything is just my opinion, of course. Um, For founding proper foundation for the heart. I call it like the body leads the heart home. Because the heart doesn't quite know. Sometimes the heart is quite closed down because of fear and threat and overwhelm and shock and so forth. So it's just basically pretty closed. So the body has to lead lead the heart home. So how do we do that? I've been talking about that. You know the body energies embodied energy because this is where they meet embodied energy can lead the heart energy when the heart energy as it's fulfilled as it sort of regenerates heart cleans and regenerates heart connections is able to open the you know the higher if you like further sphere the Aryan sphere the sphere of deliverance release just in you know of course Sometimes when we look at these things, we say, oh, I want that top stuff off top shelf. I don't want to do this basement work. No basement, no top floor. <laughs> no, no building. <laughs> uh, and for all this, you know, so really it's not like, oh, this is the mundane stuff. This is necessary stuff. Uh, and also because it, it seems to be possible for people going to the kind of more immaterial level and bypass a whole load of heart stuff you know 
when they're kind of meditating, then come back to the heart stuff and still be kind of pretty all unprocessed struggles and fears and resentments and, and you know difficult stuff because they haven't actually processed it and also benefited from it. Uh, so this is where we so we have to really be realistic about it and and also enjoy it. Sense of embodiment is enjoyable experience on the energetic level. And it seems to me this is what the Buddha uh, his entry as we those of you who recognize this story, the legend or the story, whatever, the Buddha had these couple of teachers, yogic teachers, who seemed to be able to enter these very broad, open spheres of neither uh, no thing and infinite consciousness and all this sort of stuff. And they showed this the apprentice, Gautama, how to do this, and he could do this. And he said, do this, and he said, this is come out of it and then we're still back to this again so so it's missing and I think some of the yogic skills are unable to sort of almost dissociate or into into a kind of a higher level but often proper yogic stuff there are a lot of asana, pranayama bhakti to fulfil it, the middle bit and it seems this was missing, and so the Bodhisattva, the Buddha to be, went, yeah, I feel right, quite right about that. It's not getting me sitting down, root of a tree, feeding the body. And in that tradition, of course, the body was like meat bag, get out of it. <laughs> uh, so a lot of asceticism. And you say, no, this is not. This is sublime. This is peaceful. Breathing in, breathing out. So it's clearly tapping into those energetic currents and, and, and feeling refreshed and light. The images of a little boy, the state of trust. His father in a field, feeling totally comfortable, trusted, under a tree, shady. Field of trust and ease and benevolence and belonging. You know, and just, oof. and then with that, breathing, so inter-external. <laughs> internal yeah. the body by itself breathing don't have to make it happen external situation trust, warmth, openness protection, shelter and so forth so in that healthy field then the Buddha saying on this I deny my mind you know moved into these absorptions which are embodied first one there's not one aspect of one's body, not one pore of the skin that's not drenched, saturated with this subtle pleasure of, of, of this movement. So this is an energetic experience. And so he said, this is, then he said, this is the path. You know, so kind of like we took, sort of step back out of the classifications of all that and we see there's a kind of tissue energetic tissue bonding that occurs with the energies uh, begin to regenerate and self-regulate we feel comfortable and so for ourselves you know a lot of this stuff gets so dismembered in our lives you know because we don't even know that there's such a thing we've got meat bag thought and emotions and you miss the fundamental underlying quality of energetics 
that then links it all up, you know. The, and so you don't even recognise, let alone train in it, let alone cultivate it. And so accessing that because it does mean it seems to be the case that as the, as, the, as that tissue energies begin to meet and, and merge and, and, and come to fruition, the heart feels safe and comfortable when it starts to open. I think it's really necessary. I remember a story uh, a bit of time, but of a, a woman, a friend of mine, she worked as a volunteer in hospice for people who were dying. She'd be there when they died. That was her thing. She'd just turn up and be there, be bare presence. And one day she got a call. A woman was just given birth and she was dying. The woman was dying and the baby was dying too. So she gets, while she gets there, the mother's dead and the baby's on the way out. So the father's kind of obviously just all over the place. And uh, so he realises his little child is, is dying. And he hasn't got his eyes open yet. So you've seen the world. And so he says, well, can I see? Can I see my child? He says, yeah, sure. Sees a little child. Says, and immediately they're feeling, I want to touch it. Is it okay to touch it? She says, yeah, sure. So he brings his hand over to this little form. His hand comes near. The little one's finger lifts up and touches it. <laughs> Connection. Uh, and then passes away. You know, uh, clearly, he didn't think, "Oh, there's Dad." <laughs> you know, he didn't recognise him as father. It's just a tissue. Tissue recognises it needs energetic needs to connect. Otherwise, the heart can't open. So that's kind of a fundamental life mission for an infant. And if humans don't get that, they die. Literally. Uh, if they don't get enough of it, they go autistic. don't get it at all, they just die. Cause it's, it's just, it seems that the tissues know they have to make an energetic connection. Otherwise, the rest of life can't happen. You know, however long it's going to be. You haven't actually arrived. So there's a sort of instinctive movement. And so that's, and some of all these things kind of stay there, tissue memories. Mm. And so, you know, clearly as, as the being grows, they physically become separate. And then the theme is having learned how those things operate, I mean, not in your head, but in your body, then they begin to generate through maintaining good heart. Heart is now awakened, and it, you know, it connected to the body, it keeps, keeps the whole thing together. So it's time to rest, you know, time to move up, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of leading the body energies in the right direction. And without that, uh, we get, you know, body energies go very strange, kind of reckless, depressive, um, addictive, compulsive, and perhaps we all can resonate with aspects of that to some degree or another. Of course, this sense of contact just doesn't happen through hands touching hands, though that could be helpful. 
is energetic, and particularly as one becomes more definitely a uh, separate form, then though we may really wish to, to bond by physical contact, it doesn't do it. I mean, it may be a basis for energetic contact, a heart contact, but the physical stuff is no longer enough. We have to make heart and energetic contact, which is a lot of trust and relational trust and relational fluency. Then the heart can move because now the heart takes over whatever condition it's in. <laughs> it starts to lead, even though it's really rickety. So. You know, we can find ourselves being led by a rather damaged heart. But that's the way it goes. You know, that's development. But as you grow up, that's what happens. You're led by the heart, whatever it's with. So if it hasn't entered into that regenerative and healing process, we're led by a wounded heart, or a damaged heart, or a confused heart. And we say, oh, that will fulfill me. That will make that will be the contact I need will be that. It will be her. It'll be one of those. You know, no, it wasn't. Didn't work. What went wrong? You know, because <laughs> it hasn't isn't properly. These energies aren't going in the right. We're not connecting to this. And we connect to this. It's quite possible to be embodied energy, and then it's another person, wonderful, and so forth. You know, it, it allows a broader field of connection through the heart, even if you don't make physical contact, you can still feel very much heart connected. The heart energy is really, really important. And suffering is a heart condition, isn't it? It's not a philosophical condition. <laughs> you know, it's not like some philosophical abstract notion. It's, that, it's a heart condition. And so the Buddha said, that that's the entry point. That's why you need to practice. Yeah. I'm not here to give you nice ideas about the cosmos. I mean, that, that. That's why you, that's, yeah, you got it? I'll tell you that thing I can, I can help you with. And so, so as when he said, first of all, you know, establish proper boundaries, proper field, live in the moral field. You know, and then embodiment, get the energies of the body to link up, breathing in, breathing out, allow the heart to come forth, moderate, heal the heart. I mean, practicing, calming, soothing loving-kindness, cooling, easing, you know, and, and nurturing, like raising a child, weaning a child, and helping an addict, you know, whatever condition it's in. <laughs> and so, and that, that means we are forming powerful heart connections. Uh, and then if that, if that is settled, you know, something realises, yeah, we're okay, I've done enough of that. I don't ignore it, but now the angle of the priority sort of moves. You know, prior the leading edge, the next thing can open up. Yeah, which is a, a sphere of wisdom, plane of wisdom, being really able to discern and form abstractions which are skillful. You know, ideas, themes, missions, projects that are skillful because now they're no, no longer the project which is about project me <laughs> seeking affirmation <laughs> project me seeking <laughs> whatever they're no longer about project me <laughs> so then this powerful with say the mind or you know, can actually really 
do beautiful things as the Buddha did. He had no project me. His project me is finished. Therefore it's available. But you can't, you know, most of us try and perhaps we try and grow up too quick and we get pretty savvy in many areas, no denying it. And savvy and got some skills. But in this situation, often what we recognise is, yeah, I've got some skills, also some pretty, you know, stale bits or pieces that are a bit jittery. So karma, working in the karmic field and how that gets cleaned and purified. And really, once, once this is established, you know, you don't need me that much. I mean, it's lovely. But, and I, I really enjoy, really do enjoy the connections because it helps to heal my own heart. It's not a matter of needing, but appreciating and valuing and valuing connectivity. So, you know, this is a really, but then recognize that need for heart connection uh, to other beings, Kalyanamita, really important resource. And then embodiment, really important resource. You get those established. And naturally, we tend to slide a bit or get a bit sluggish or slip off. So this is kind of like reminders, bracing up, returning, trying to establish uh, a little bit of heart-based discipline. (laughs) To to do this this work. Uh, And so that's kind of... uh, you know, my parting offering or recommendation. What else can I say? Well, what else I can say is thank you, acknowledgement. And I first of all, really like to acknowledge Laura. And I wouldn't be here without her. She invited me here, she encouraged me to be here. She didn't push me, <laughs> drag me by the nose. <laughs> I made suitable invitations. <laughs> and... Uh, so forth, so animal done a lot. Also, while being here, just offering, offering me just so much compassionate friendship and support and pointers and feedback, so that uh, you know, really helpful, because I can't see myself. You know, somebody who can, you know, see in a, in a pretty kindly way, actually. Um. <laughs> so, really appreciate that, and just a sense of there's someone who can back me. I'm not. You know, something got my back (laughs) and my front when that goes down. So the retreat really is is a dyad, and I try to really emphasise that all along. Also, Gaia House. I haven't been here for many years, but as you know, as you can imagine, there's a lot of wheels running underneath this ship, and they're keeping it going, and they're trying to do the best they can, volunteers and and so forth. So Anna Mordana. So Gaia House, keeping this thing going through these times. Uh, And thank you all of you, because I've seen all of you, and every one of you has presented your heart to me, and what else could I ask for? It's this nourishment, this connection, uh, and much enjoyment. So, and I'm all done out. One and all.